From beach towels to tea towels and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT Shop has it all. Browse our shop now at tntradio.live. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. All righty, it's round two. Lynn Taylor of CommonCoreDiva.com coming up to continue our discussion on globalism and the North American Union. A quick reminder, the inaugural conference of Australians for Science and Freedom brings together thinkers and community leaders to share learnings, formulate plans, and help establish new and emerging networks and organizations to restore a thriving Australian society founded on science and freedom. Join the exciting lineup of health professionals, scientists, economists, lawyers, journalists, and community leaders to discuss a range of hot issues, including healthcare policy, democracy and human rights, education, the media, and the role of grassroots organizations. The Australians for Science and Freedom Conference will be held at the University of New South Wales, High Street, Kensington, New South Wales, from 8.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. this Saturday, November 18th, and 8.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. this Sunday, November 19th. TNT Radio will be broadcasting from the conference, and tickets are available at scienceandfreedom.org. What is going on in the world? Getting back to the Middle East, two Turkish lawyers and a former lawmaker have petitioned the government in Ankara to seek genocide and war crimes charges against Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu over Israel's conduct in Gaza. If I'm not mistaken, I think in February, the was it the ICCJ? Uh, we'll be looking at, or is it the ICC? I always get confused. We'll be looking at uh, examining uh, potential war crimes by uh, Israel. So there's that. Also, Netanyahu has warned America, you're next. If IDF doesn't decimate Hamas barbarism, um, he's taking his message to the American public in an appearance last night on Fox. He warned the U.S. will be next if his military doesn't decimate uh, Hamas. He says, we have to win not only for our sake, but for the sake of the Middle East, for the sake of our Arab na- neighbors. You know what? For the sake of Gazans who've been held by this dark tyranny that, ha- that has brutalized and brought them nothing but bloodshed and poverty and misery uh, he says if we don't win now then europe is next and you're next and we have to win so there's that also this uh i thought was um interesting regarding world war three news but um as usual the the paywall comes up <laughs> but here it is it says the key is the one china principle um, this is from the this is from the family business summit, uh, and, and an important figure says the key is the one China principle. As long as this principle is still there, as long as nobody is trying to challenge this one China principle, there's no need for the use of force. And under that basis, within the framework of the one China principle, everything else can be negotiated. But if this one China principle is undermined and challenged, then the risk of war will increase very much. I just hope that on the United States' side, 
U.S. politicians would also have sufficient wisdom or even common sense not to advocate for war so easily. So uh, there you go. There's that. Newsweek just dropped um, an article uh, yesterday. This is from Tom O'Connor, who I uh, follow. He does pretty good analysis, given that it's Newsweek. Uh, with, with U.S. troops in Iraq and neighboring Syria under regular attack by militias aligned with Iran, an Iraqi official told Newsweek that the country is working to rein in armed factions seeking to open a new front hundreds of miles away from Israel's war in um, Gaza. So there are um, those who want to uh um you know open up an iraqi front uh, it says iraq fears war in gaza could spread to baghdad uh, so that can't be good and check this one out this is this is gold right here this is what it's all about ex-cia boss mike pompeo gets ukrainian cell phone firm directorship how about them apples you do your good you do your job well for the military and industrial complex in this case for the CIA as the director um you get a you know it's the revolving door you get a good gig at one of the defense companies some corporation he's taking a seat on the board of the of the Vion subsidiary Kiev star uh he's going to be an independent non-executive director in his capacity as a partner of impact impact investments um so there you go the 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 thieves and uh murderers always get rewarded um trump's truth social lost tens of millions since launch apparently they took in 3.7 million in net sales and lost i think it was 73 million i i could I could have swore that I read again. Did they change this article <laughs> yesterday? It said seventy-three million, and today it says lost to tens of millions of dollars. Uh, uh, anyways, I, it was true. Was Truth Social some sort of honeypot? Uh, you know, I'm noticing one trend here. It's really difficult to create these alternative platforms. No one's using me. We. No one's using Minds. Barely anyone's. Getter is dead for me. Uh, everyone's just on the big ones. You know, Twitter, Telegram for now. Uh, I guess that's just the way the cookie crumbles um a a reminder uh speaking of socials give tnt radio a follow we're on all the major social platforms facebook twitter i mean x instagram gab getter don't forget our channels youtube rumble and odyssey help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on tnt radio keeping the commitment 24 7. I've been in the car all day and I got to listen. Can't get enough of it. You guys are doing a great job. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Connecticut parents are furious over a new after school Satan club, which is set to launch at one of the state's elementary schools, but they probably have nothing to worry about. The Satanic Kids Club organizers insist that they are not sacrificing babies. Here with the story, joining me once again, TNT Radio News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Rory. Oh, what times it is to be alive, yes. Um, this is, 
Wow. Founded by members of the Salem-based Satanic Temple, the after-school Satan Club plans to start meeting at Lebanon Elementary School next month. There are already eight of the Satan Kids Clubs being hosted across several U.S. states, but the Lebanon Elementary Club marks its first in the state of Connecticut. A flyer for the new club was posted to Facebook by the Satanic Temple, announcing it will start at 3.30 p.m. on December 1st and last an hour, with more dates for the year 2024 already scheduled. The flyer reads, quote, Hey, kids, let's have fun at After School Satan Club, end quote. The poster explains the the Satanic Temple sees Satan as a, quote-unquote, literary figure who represents quote rejecting tyranny and championing the human mind and spirit end quote it claims the club does not seek to convert children to any religion but helps them to quote think for themselves end quote activities to be hosted at the children's club include science projects community service projects puzzles games nature activities and arts and crafts But locals have been left outraged over the new club as they dub it, quote unquote, demonic and, quote, sickening, end quote. One person commented in all caps, quote, all you, all of you need help. Leave the innocent children alone. Your world is demonic. Keep the children out of it. There were plenty of exclamation points throughout that, by the way. Uh, Another added, quote, this is disgusting end quote just like that i'm not making it up a third wrote quote wow as if the kids aren't bleeped up enough end quote one concerned parent even claimed they'd remove their child from school to keep them away from the club commenting quote this seriously concerns me my son will be homeschooled, end quote. But the club's campaign director, June Everett, insists parents have nothing to be worried about. She told NBC Connecticut, quote, we do not teach about Satan. We do not teach them songs to sing to their friends. There's no proselytizing that takes place at all with our club, end quote. The Satanic Temple doesn't believe in introducing religion into public schools and will only open their Satan after-school clubs in schools where other religious groups are already operating so they can provide an alternative, according to its website, quote, ASSC, after school satan club exists to provide a safe and inclusive alternative to the religious clubs that use threats of eternal damnation to convert school children to their belief system end quote that's according to their website they claim they're quote not interested in converting children to satanism end quote and the club instead focuses on quote science, critical thinking, creative arts, and good works for the community, end quote. Uh, In 2001, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that a school district cannot prohibit the First Amendment speech rights of groups seeking to access to meet on school grounds. Um, The spokesperson there, oh, the campaign director, Emma, explained the club doesn't worship Satan and is just seeking equal treatment because the school currently hosts the Good News Club, a Christian-based after-school club sponsored by the Child Evangelism Fellowship every week. She literally said, quote, we do not worship the devil. We're not sacrificing goats or babies. We are simply having equal access to the space that we have a right to, end quote. 
Well, there we go, Herbori. Who knew? Uh, satanic Satanists are not satanic at all. They're just uh, constitutionalists or something. I, I'm very confused. What do you think about this one? Yeah, it's not cool. I mean, for me personally, I'm not down with this. I'd uh, pull my kid in uh, out of the school, but um, there are a few, very few people are discussing this issue. There are a handful of intellectuals I'm I'm um, following on this, which is uh, the theory that this thesis that, and I think Alexander Dugin touches on this uh, a bit as well, that basically you know liberalism, progressivism. These are the fruits now that we are witnessing of liberalism. You know, the, these this anti um, antichrist stuff, anti Christian um, stuff, and you know, maybe for a while this liberalism brought some good stuff, but ultimately, it's removing all social, moral, political, economic, uh, cultural barriers to things that used to be beyond the overton window and should still be beyond the overton window i mean the, the other week now now they're discussing in american academia in western academia zoophilia um and you know and you know i'm just trying to if this just continues what would be a worse imagine going into an elementary school in a couple of years time you know what would be the worst case scenario you walk in your kid's teacher is a man just as a woman um they forced the kid to do Hindu or whatever Eastern religion meditation. That was a story the other day where kids were forced to do um, Eastern New Age meditation. They couldn't get out of it, and and the school was sued, and and um, I think the, the the student or parents won. And then you know they got to show up for their forced COVID injection. They eat bugs for lunch, and then they go to the, the Satan after school. <laughs> club i mean really this is pretty much what school looks like today in some countries like the 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 us and so i think we have to think harder about americana that we were raised under some of these guys that i'm following they um point out how all this american constitution and you know, it, it was rooted in stuff you know thinkers like voltaire who wanted to do away with god uh and you know it's it's a hard pill to swallow for some of us um uh Americans, uh, your further thoughts, Ruckus? Well, it's it's not so difficult for some people, apparently, because uh, I guess to be fair and balanced, not everybody is outraged. There's actually a few people who are uh, they're kind of excited. They they think it's a great idea. Uh, there's actually, according to the the campaign director there, Emma, uh, there's nine students who've already signed up with their parents' consent. But this is what's freaky to me. Uh, people actually commented. Uh, one person said on on in the comments on the Facebook flyer, quote, I love this idea. I support this and will be signing my kids up too. Okay. Another one said, quote, I'm in Connecticut and a lot of people are losing their minds over this while I'm over here. Like, I want this at my kid's school too. Uh, another one said, quote, yay, so glad you're coming to my state, end quote. So, uh, yeah, um, I guess uh, we can't say that careful what you wish for or it's your bed you have to lie in it they, they, there's people out there that thoroughly enjoy this there you go i'm blown away well i guess there was a point uh as it's uh, written here you know that the school does currently host the good news club a christian-based after-school club sponsored by the child evangelism uh fellowship so um you know if they have the good news club 
I guess you'll you'll have the Satan uh, club. Although, you know, I have heard in some schools, Christian you know Christian students who had attempted to create Christian clubs, they were they would have a hard time with the administration versus other more um, worldly clubs. So, you know, that's also an, an issue to contend with. But uh, yeah, I guess it is what it is. All right. Ruckus, catch up with you tomorrow. We got Lynn Taylor of CommonCoreDiva.com back to talk North American Union, globalism. Feel free to chat uh, with us on some of these themes. We'll be right back. You should hear what Chris Smith is talking about. Discipline in the classroom. And of course, as someone who was schooled in Australia in an era when corporal punishment reigned, I fully appreciate how difficult it is now for teachers to maintain discipline. It would be incredibly tough. And over the decades, as I've hosted thousands of hours of talk radio programs, I can't tell you how many teachers have told me on air how bad behaviour, misbehaviour forced them out of the job, forced them to actually leave the teaching fraternity in Entirely. A lack of discipline is chronically disruptive to the entire class and even worse for the disruptor. And so when Victorian Liberal MLC Renee Heath spoke to us yesterday about the OECD's Disciplinary Climate Index, I didn't know they had one, I was blown away. 15-year-olds here in Australia are amongst the most disruptive and disorderly in the world. And that they right. rank, in fact, number 69 out of 76 school systems wow. worldwide. Australian educators should be ashamed of that close to rock bottom status. And secondly, this could be a prime reason for Australia's pathetic international educational outcomes. Chris Smith on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Affordable housing, we can build that. Sustainable housing, we can build that. At MIT Modular, we understand the importance of housing for all and the importance of design, cost and functionality. Our goal is to meet the needs of our growing population by converting shipping containers to livable units. If you're like-minded and in a position to invest in something meaningful and life-changing, we want to hear from you. We are a team of professional architects, engineers, and financial and tax experts dedicated to offering unique solutions that provide a brighter future. Our Opportunity Zone Fund offers investors both real estate and operating business diversification five-year tax deferral on capital gains, annual tax benefits, and ultimately tax-free appreciation potential. There are opportunity zones all over America. If you're interested in learning more about our services, need affordable housing, or want to participate in creating a new vision for tomorrow, give us a call in the U.S. on 385-985-5702 or read more at MITModular.com. MIT Modular. We can build that. Info at your beck and call. An earful of information. Driving the news cycle. Just tell your smart device to play. TNT Radio. Returning to this guerrilla rebel transmission is Lynn Taylor, uh, sought-after speaker, author, researcher, activist, specializing in education. Her research has proven to expose politics, laws, policies, as well as the international ties among the nation's globalism she's a retired private educator with over two decades of experience her websites are uh, her website is commoncoredeva.com and uh that's the same username for x common core diva it's it's been a while since we last spoke lynn oh yeah a few hours 
Thanks so, so much for having time uh, again so we could continue the conversation. Yeah, and I, I thought I'd just mention, I mean, I'll, I'll let you sort of continue, but uh, I just mm -hmm. did a quick search today. I haven't had time. Uh, I, and I do this with different topics. Like I try to update, uh, you know, what's the latest with some of the topics because you got to kind of let months and years go by because sometimes there aren't really new developments. Right. And I just did a quick yeah. search. I found um, in Spanish, I'll be looking at this later, uh, a short clip from Milenio, which is a big newspaper here, media in, in mm -hmm. Mexico. Uh, and it's uh, it says, and it's an interview with this expert. And you look at the expert, it's a total woke leftist progressive uh, expert. It's this the, the typical uh, mm -hmm. female feminist here in higher education in, in, in Mexico, you know, short hair, a colored hair, uh, you know, full on woke liberal. And, it, and, and she's discussing what is the North American project about? And this is only uh, from last month. And then I found SIAS events. This is 11 months ago, so not that long ago. The possibility mm -hmm. of further North American integration and its implications. They're begging uh, the question, uh, can it integrate further and more strategically? Uh, so, you know, this is the sort of stuff people have to do. Sit through some of these boring mainstream media and mainstream academic boring lectures but you'll often in that hour of lecture you might find you know one minute or or, or five minute segment that really reveals you know the, the the crazy insane plans that they're uh going for so um yeah where would you like to uh continue the discussion okay well let me give everyone a reminder where we left off last night we were talking about how lawmakers are not policy makers because policy is an interpretation of a law and that um this was going to give them more power uh let's see that their power would be reduced and the committees that are woven in the 16 committees that are woven into the USMCA, the United States, um, USMCA, United States, Mexico, Canada agreement, that they would have more power and education is woven into 12 of those. Now I got to look in and I found that chapter eight of the UN charter articles 52 through 54 here are the three goals, and this is why it's important, even if you're not in U.S., uh, Mexico, or Canada, because the U.N. has other region areas as well. And here's why this is important to our conversation, because it supports of the U.N. Charter. These articles 52 through 54 will support regional arrangements. Uh, it will also have all members of the United Nations uh, combining their regions to uh, settle disputes or encouraging them to settle disputes before a security council from the UN has to be contacted. Number two, that security council will also, when appropriate, utilize every regional agreement for being enforced. And finally, the UN Security Council 
needs to be kept fully updated at all times of all activities or contemplated plans of these regional agreements to maintain international peace and security. That's the guys. Now, what are these other regions? What are the other agreements? Well, you brought up one last night, the European Union. Okay. But in the UN's eyes, that's not necessarily a region. Here we have the African states. They'll be one region. The Asian states, including Japan. The Eastern European states. Latin America and the Caribbean states. Then you have Western uh, Western European uh, state as well as other states. And included in the other are Australia, Canada, Iceland, New Zealand, Norway, uh, Switzerland, and the United States. Now, if you flip it over to the current global mess that the UN has going on as far as climate change, in the umbrella group, United States and Canada are included. In the environmental end of this climate change group, Mexico comes in under the environmental. So, the, you know, it's this is the globalist kitchen and they're piecing us all together, mm -hmm. as you said, through these different um, avenues. You know, th this also reminds me, I think this was maybe a year ago where mm -hmm. the Mexican president and the EU is instrumental. So the eu is has all these relationships with countries all around right. the world and the eu entity itself is is working with individual countries in latin america and africa and asia um consulting with them advising them on how to implement the same sort of stuff that the same sort of supranational policies that are in the eu how to then implement those um mm -hmm. in these other uh regions and i i recall just an example, last uh, year, the Mexican president was not keen on renewables, solar and wind, and still wanted to continue developing hydrocarbons, oil, because 30, a third of the Mexican government's revenues come from oil, which is used to subsidize some of our public services. Um, the Canada and the mm -hmm. EU both sent an angry letter to the Mexican president saying, uh, you're not you got to install more wind turbines and solar panels and stop using oil. And AMLO basically gave him the <laughs> finger. Uh, but that's one example kind of of what you're saying of how they're meddling uh, in in uh, in a gl globalist fashion in the affairs of foreign countries. Real quick, uh, Lynn, it's time for our headlines. What a news day this is turning out to be. Let's finish it. TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. A Ukrainian lawmaker who was formally notified this week that he was suspected of treason for allegedly cooperating with Russia's military intelligence said on Wednesday a Kiev court had ordered him detained for 60 days. A lion that escaped from an Italian circus has been taking well-deserved naps to recover from a Saturday night out in the seaside town of Ladispoli. This sparked panic before authorities managed to recapture it. Free speech is in our DNA. Experimental vaccines will never change that. Listen to TNT Radio anywhere you go. Yeah, even there. Never miss out on the news and views of the big issues of the day. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio. Or download the TNT Radio app for free. From the App Store or Google Play. Today's News Talk. 
This is TNT Radio. We are back with Lynn Taylor. Check out the website, commoncoredeva.com. Uh, her articles also uh, appear uh, at other outlets. I think American Policy Center, who do fantastic mm-hmm. work. I've had some of the, those folks on uh, the program. And uh, also you'll find um, Lynn's other interviews, podcasts and such appearances, radio appearances uh, on her website. But uh, uh, yeah, continue. Okay, well, since my expertise is in education, people are probably thinking, well, what in the world with these regional agreements? You know, why why is why is it such a big deal? Well, let's stop and think about it. It's an agreement. It's not a binding document. What makes it a binding document or a law, so to speak, here in America, and I cannot speak for Mexico or Canada or any of these other regional agreements, is that our Congress made an act to implement everything that was in the agreement into law. So a lot of people are going to sit here and think, wait a minute, USMCA is a law. No, it's not. Everything connected to it was lumped into one to get the ball rolling. It's technically an agreement. So this is why these particular agreements, you need to pay attention to how they're legislated, because how they're legislated will mean what parameters, but we just heard that the UN is going to keep up with everything. So education, here we go, snookered into the USMCA. Your education system is totally dictated from K through 12 education. If that's all you received, you'll be on the low end of the totem pole when it comes to jobs. If you have some high school or some college, you'll be in what's known as the mid to low level. All right. And then if you go beyond that, you'll be in what's called the mid to high level, but you will never reach a job that is above management. That is totally off limits to you. We heard all kinds of talk when uh, the USMCA was being talked about so much uh, three years ago that, oh, it's going to bring about millions of jobs. Woven into this particular agreement, there is a cap of jobs that is under 500,000. So if you think there are going to be millions of jobs connected to this, you're absolutely wrong. And why in the world would we have a three-tier system? Because in the credentialing of education, you have, like the Olympic medals, you have the bronze, the silver, and the gold. And if your credentials match those, the higher it is, the more opportunity, so to speak, that you will have. But again, you're not going to get anything above management. Well, who's going to get that? That'll be all those people who are running the system. They absolutely will. So your sweat equity is your existence in this system. I, I, I'm wondering, I was reading this story today. If I'm, I wonder if it's got any relation, but this is back in Illinois. It says school choice dies in illinois uh congratulations teachers is 35 percent read at grade level so the teachers union in illinois and the governor pritzker killed scholarships for nearly ten thousand poor um children but that means they're going to retain their their uh, uh monopoly i guess on public schooling and it, it kind of it seems like somewhat um related uh but yeah, I, I can see what you're saying now through the North American, uh, mm-hmm. the USMCA agreement, they're going to force through these 
policies uh you know again just another example separate from education and, and this came to well, mind because a, a friend of mine here in mexico was looking at used cars and and showed me a model of a car i used to have um and i had this car it was uh, I used to be a honda crv 2001 um and i was on that i had to drive it illegally for a while in mexico because i was i when i purchased it i had no uh it, mm -hmm. it was made in japan um I think and so I would that's why I was not able to nationalize it in Mexico because under NAFTA USMCA now rules you the car had to be either made or manufactured in Canada USA or Mexico uh anything oh, wow. else you you cannot nationalize and so I feel like that's one example of that comes to your transport your your your, your mobility right Abs your your, your car that they're dictating now and this is maybe a broad example but I'm sure going forward they're going to start adding more limitations to your uh, automobile choice. And I think it's the same thing as you're saying with education. Uh, no. Right. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, you don't want school choice because it's a pay as you go or a fascist system. These tax scholarships, uh, they're wolf in sheep clothing, and we could do a whole nother show on that. But I wanted to point out that, you know, it's not just the USMCA that is pigeonholing where you work or what level you work. The European Union has what's called the Youth Guarantee Program. And what happens with that is if you're between the ages of 16 and 25, honey, if you're not in some sort of school course, you will be working because you have to be a productive member of society. You cannot just be um, a 16 to 25 year old who's just taking a gap year or trying to find themselves or or any of the things that you do when you're 16 to 25. No, according to that system, you're either learning to work or you're working to earn. And again, this is done. It's sold in the name of, well, you know, we have this large age group and they've just got to do better. Well, really? They really have to. What happens when you were 16? Did you always want to go to school? Did you always want to go to work? What about when you're 25? What happens if you happen to be in that age group and you are where you cannot go to school or cannot go to work? What if you're disabled or sick or it doesn't matter? This is the gauntlet that people are being run through. If you're disabled, they're just going to sign you up for the, the MAID program. Um euthanize you uh I, i'm being silly but um well estonia has perfected that yeah canada now is working on yeah. their way yeah, I, I i actually that's interesting because i went to high school in croatia and then when i returned to the u.s because the european level of education is more advanced than the u.s um i was able to graduate when i returned to the u.s for my second half of my high school six months early so i only went to high school three and a half years because i had enough credits from the higher standards of european uh, classes that just took out six months from america uh and i just i actually went to work i went to work um mm -hmm. to, to save up for my uh university studies but um yeah the other 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 stuff on usmca what's going on here okay well let's get to some of the more recent articles 
uh, Brookings Institute, which is a huge supporter of the globalization of our education system, has said that the USMCA success is more competitive, more sustainable and inclusive for a national economy. It also pointed out that international economic cooperations with benefits for the stakeholders. Now, stakeholders is one of those buzzwords, Lorde, that we absolutely hate because it usually means it's everybody but those who really need to be having a finger in the pie, have a finger in the pie. So it also says that uh, shifting focus from trade policy to investment. Well, what kind of investments? Electric vehicles, semiconductor supplies are up because we have to address climate change and have cleaner energy. Now, this will also tie back to the Chips and Science Act that is an absolute, pardon my French, core for STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and math that America has come up with. And what this has done is said that everyone has to be trained to understand coding and all the things that go into the data tracking that are included with chips and that everything that is in science, technology, engineering, and math aligned to the sustainable development goals by the United Nations. This is not setting us up for free thinking. This is not setting us up for really good trade. It really isn't. From the U.S. Department of Labor, the USMCA provisions are now stronger than ever. They're more far reaching and they're enforceable more so than ever before. Well, what's wrong with that? The Department of Labor is a card carrying member of the International Labor Organization, which is a full on UN partner. Lots of taxpayer money goes into the US Department of Labor. The U.S. Department of Labor has gotten in bed with the U.S. Department of Education under Donald Trump and Betsy DeVos back in 2018 when they went to the G20 in Argentina to sign global agreements to merge education and labor, just like all the other ministers of the G20 who were there. All right. From the International Trade Administration, the USMCA has really bolstered e-economy, especially in the retail markets, because it's streamlining data with um, customs. It's also ramping up digital trade, which brings about the AI and the blockchain, because there needs to be a better free flow of data on customers and their business. I mean, this is a good piece from Brookings, and it's not, it's from July, a couple months back. Yeah. And it says, you know, here that the three governments organized the North American Semiconductor Conference, launched the mm -hmm. North American Ministerial Committee on Economic Competitiveness that aligned with each government's work uh, and, 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 and to improve competitiveness. But they're focusing on a lot of the tech, technocratic things that they need. Right done you know semiconductors clean energy the green world order critical minerals bio manufacturing that has all to do with the biosecurity state and and all the gene ed editing fund they want to do with us and of course ict uh the, the the data uh control and so you know just one thought here it's like in many ways when you think of school or education they tell us that oh you know this is the market you have to adjust to the market it's all natural organic um you know development when it comes to 
the the topics that students need to uh, the, the subjects they need to learn the the mm-hmm. the, the careers that they're going to do but it's i feel like it's it's the reverse where the technocratic globalists have their plan of dystopia which requires right um mm-hmm. tech i think last time we we, we spent uh, an episode an interview discussing stem but um yeah uh you know they need their ict tech stuff they they need the coding as you mentioned they need people in semiconductors to build this technocracy that they've dreamt up and so they're funneling all the youth in that direction to build build the yeah. concentration camp uh for themselves for, for for us no right absolutely well here's something from the uh executive office of the u.s president in the Office of U.S. Trade uh, Representation from July of this year. This was the, they had a meeting that was held in Mexico. And here's a quote. This continues to strengthen a competitive and dynamic North America. All the government representatives in this particular article were uh, mentioned as ministers. We don't have ministers in government unless they are a member of the clergy, as well as hold a political office. We don't. Now, I cannot speak for the other nations, but I can tell you when I did the research on Trump and DeVos going to Argentina, every other person that was representing national education was called a minister, except Betsy DeVos. She was called the Secretary of Education. All right. This also will especially focus on workforce development and merging education. From the State Department on visas for the USMCA, this will require certain papers and licenses that are not required. Instead, prove who you are by your education credentials. Your employment record will be tracked and letters from every one of your employees must accompany you. So this is is basically saying, okay, here's Nazi Germany. Show me your papers. Let's keep going. The National Association on Manufacturing thanked the Democrats and the then Trump administration for the USMCA. They were disappointed, though, that all objectives were not being met, but thrilled that there would be two million workers on job dependency. Remember how I told you it was less than 500,000? What are you going to do with all those other people? All right. How many are still going to be employed now? Because this was a a dated article as well. They heavily support the workforce development or the common core career tech education. We have to pigeonhole you into what career you will be taught and only taught in. All right. Back to the Brookings. Here's another report on the USMCA and human capital. And remember, we talked about that last night. That is an organization for economic cooperation and development term that you're worth more as a commodity than you are as a human being. Well, in Mexico, in their education system, they're aligning youth to cradle to grave enslavement. From the dialogue article, the first U.S. labor comment parroted that of the website description, which is absolutely just off the charts of, oh, yes, we are so into all this regionalism. We are so into all this international cooperation. Okay, you'll find that the USMCA gives rules and disciplines or 
enforcement and compliance by everyone the USMCA is being held over. If you want to just hold that thought right there, sure. uh, Lynn, it, we got to jump sure. to our uh, break again. We, we welcome phone calls. We'll be right back. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Children, children, settle down. No more Trump chants. We really, really want to hear from these candidates on the stage, and they worked really hard for us tonight. Children, settle down. Last night's third Republican debacle proved, in large part by the performance of Vivek Ramaswamy, just how irrelevant these so-called Republican debates are. Vivek took the GOP and the moderators hard into the corner before boarding them. He called out Ronna McDaniel for her consistent track record of failure and offered to give her his time so that she could come to the stage and resign. And then he said to the moderators that they should be replaced by Joe Rogan, Tucker Carlson, and Elon Musk. But his best line of the night was saying, if you want to elect Dick Cheney in three-inch heels, we've got two on stage tonight, referring to Nikki Haley and Ron disappoints us. Nicely played, Vivek. I see what you did there. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. She used to dance and dream of a better life, a brighter future. Today, thanks to Children International and friends like you, she dances for the world. Together, we give children in poverty a chance to set their sights high and achieve their dreams. Learn more about Children International and join us in our life-changing work at children.org today. Critically analyzing global affairs, this is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It's our final segment with Lynn um, Taylor of CommonCoreDiva.com and Real quick, Lynn, if you don't mind, just I had a clip yeah, I, I forgot can. to mention. Um, I'm, I, people are familiar with David Pakman, this podcaster. He's got almost 2 million followers on YouTube. I am so not a fan of his. He's come out um, attacking conservatives, you know, on COVID issues and others. He's totally not a fan of this guy. But I, I found a, a segment, this is from two years ago, where a caller calls into his show and it's it's an average joe citizen who calls himself a globalist and says he would like to see a north american union and he's asking david pakman his thoughts uh on this and i I thought it was interesting this discussion because also to see that you're gonna have citizens of of i think increasingly you're gonna see citizens of, of canada us and mexico uh you know warm up to this idea because it's it's a bottom-up revolution that the elites are attempting well top down but also bottom up you know a lot of the consul right. foreign relations folks uh have been uh i think there are articles from cfr hard road hard road to world order i think is one of them that discusses how um they would foment these revolutions from uh below so let, let's play this short uh dialogue I wanted to ask what you thought of the North American Union, if you're familiar with the concept. The North American Union, is this between Canada, the U.S., and maybe Mexico? Yes, sir. Well, you just cut out. Hold on. What was that? Did you say yes? 
I did. Oh, what would be the, it would be a union, an economic union. What, what exactly are the details? It'd be an economic union in addition, in addition to a political union. Uh, think of like the European union, but a more federated state. I mean, without knowing, you know, I would, the way I would think about it would be, I would want to hear what are the parameters of the union and what do, do solid economic analyses say would be the impact just in a vacuum. It's hard to say it's, it's a good idea or it's a bad idea. I don't know. I, I mean, would, I, would the idea be to, uh, what would the point of it be? Would it be to, um, negotiate in a particular way to align wages? I mean, you know, I, I'm just unsure what the, what the point would be. Uh, well, my idea, at least, would be the utilization of transfer payments to levelize like the total economic uh, capacity of these different regions, uh, bring up the standard of living in different regions, have a larger organizational capacity to like organize against other blocks of countries or regions. Yeah, uh, especially as we move forward. Uh, that'd be my general kind of idea. I would evaluate it in the context of geopolitics, knowing with China and Russia as the two other big superpowers with, you know, India Nigeria as a growing power. Uh, the, I, I would think about it more in terms of what it would do geopolitically from the standpoint of American interests. Now, if you want to say, would it be better for Canada or Mexico? Those are different calculations. But I would want to see an economic analysis that would look at it. For, what does it mean for the United States in a geopolitical context? Geopolitics is definitely the first lens which I look at this through. I mean, the same thing with TTP and TTIP. Um, you know, looking at, uh, I mean, containing is probably the wrong word, but utilizing trade mechanisms to uh, limit the expansion of China's influence, you know, and other uh, factors. It's completely conceivable that economists would look at it and say, that's a good idea. I think it's basically an academic question because you and I probably bo both would agree that this isn't going to happen. Well, it's an academic question, definitely, in the next yeah. 50 years or so. But, I, you know, thinking broader and beyond that, I I, yeah. I would unironically call myself a globalist and think it's a good idea. So I just wow. <laughs> and you're not saying you're not using that as code for Jewish as money. Right. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm just mean like globalization of. Right. Like, sorry, people are laughing at me. You're not um, saying I'm Jewish. You're saying you are actually a globalist. Yes. No, I'm saying I'm actually a globalist. Got yes. It. All right. Very good. I appreciate the call. All right. You have a good day, David. All right. Well, rescuing the abortive call from Chase from New Hampshire. All right. I, I thought that was uh, uh, amusing, but I just yeah, you, before moving on your reaction to that, Lynn. What a bunch of dope heads. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's it, OK. Yes, you're going to sit there and pass it off as some economic thing, as some way to beat China, because China's the big bad enemy of the United States. B.S. and horse hockey. This has nothing to do with competing against China. This has everything to do with aligning to the United Nations and to the Sustainable Development Goals. And I give you the U.N.'s Conference on Trade and Development. The SDGs recognize that the USMCA is an engine for inclusive economy growth and poverty reduction. It bolsters up sustainable development goal number 17, which is partnerships for the development goals. And the USMCA especially will go after tariffs, taxes for trade. Okay, let's keep going. You already mentioned about the bio trade. All right. The International Institute for Sustainable Development says that the USMCA is a tool for SDG existence 
to thrive in a multilateralism world. And finally, what does the World Trade Organization have to say about the USMCA three years in? We don't have to wait 50 years. I don't know what that dude was smoking, but it wasn't the truth. Okay, here's what the World Trade Organization has on the USMCA, as well as the Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, they, first of all, have a designated international internal sustainable development task force that teams with the World Bank, Havore, and all the intergovernment bodies it works with. Hmm, not a whole lot of good's going to come of that, is it? All right. They want to help mainstream trade because it helps achieve the sustainable development goals increase multilateral trade to speed up the sustainable development goals, especially for no poverty, gender equality, and decent work for all. Now, decent work for all is automatically tied to SDG number four, which is education for all. All right, it will reduce the cost of trades and help with the World uh, Trade Organization's agreement to take root and take power. It will help equalize, equalize the less developed countries and fully developed ones. It will give more export-import power to those in charge, not to those who need it. It will build up a global service sector. It will give preferred trade schemes where they can use flexible rules to dance around everything that's going on. They will manipulate the tariff controls as well as the collection of tariffs. They will force e-commerce to increase their inclusion. And finally, supposedly support businesses of all sizes for globalism to adhere to the sustainable development goals. For me, I think one of the takeaways here is, as you explained, that USMCA, it's a lot of it's, it's to push the SDGs, and we're seeing this all around the world now. Um, right. I know I've known people here in Mexico who work in, in a professional capacity in the Mexican government and academia, and they're fully on board. Some of their uh, jobs are to push this inclusivity, gender right. stuff within the Mexican government. Others are pushing the climate green agenda. Uh, that's mm -hmm. all SDG stuff. And then oh, yeah. I'm sure if I spent like a week digging through my local Mexican government, uh, you know, at the municipal level, the state level, and then later national, I'm going to find behind a lot of the um, policies being pushed here in Mexico. You're, you're going to find the document which shows they're mm -hmm. taking their orders from uh from the UN or World Bank right. to 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 carry out Agenda 2030. Uh, uh, by the way, I like to call the, the, the SDGs STDs or or sustainable <laughs> democide goals. You, you've you also had some pretty good ones um, uh, you, you yeah. mentioned to me. I you have, haven't... and I can't think I can't think of any right now. Um, oh, goodness, you would put me on the spot. Oh, well, anyway, oh, we're, we're, we're out okay. of time. So you, you're you're off the hook. Um, got about 40 seconds left. Uh, again, thank you. Uh, Lynn, you'll be joining us again in the near uh, future. R remind us where we can go to follow your stuff. Uh, CommonCoreDiva.com. You can find all my podcasts and articles there. And I will be back in December. We're going to talk about reimagining the UN. 
I don't want to reimagine. I just want it to disappear. <laughs> I would like it to, to go away. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you, uh, Lynn. I, I'm signing off. Steve Malsberg is up next. So stay tuned. And uh, as Patrick McGuhan used to say, be seeing you. <laughs>